Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So the topic for today is authenticity. What is it and how do I get some? And the thing that's making me laugh is I have, I have no other way of being with you other than being my authentic self. And this is not something that I have to try to be or something that I have to do any work at. It's just who I am in any given moment. And who I am in this moment is someone who plugged in her headset just before the show only to find out that it doesn't work. I think the battery died. So I had to come up with a plan B really quickly. And what I noticed is it made me a bit nervous. It made me a bit anxious. It it sort of took me off my center for a moment. But here I am. Uh, The sound may not be as perfect as I wish it was. And I'm okay. I I was able to come back to center uh, pretty fast, but I'm smiling at myself as I watch the whole process unfold and thought that I would share it with you. So perhaps that's an example of being authentic, although I don't know what else I could have been. Well, I suppose I could have just continued and not said anything, and that would have been fine too. But I am also transparent as well as authentic, and uh, sometimes I find it more helpful to just share what's really going on than try to cover it up with a mask of perfection. Anyway, on to the show for this week. I had a couple of noticings that I wanted to share with you before we jump into the topic of authenticity. Uh, One is I got a scam phone call today. It was um, a person claiming to be from the tax department and they were asking for my criminal lawyer information because I have committed a tax crime. Um, Again, my heart sort of jumped when I heard this news. Uh, It sort of made me anxious inside for a moment. And then I quickly came back to center again and said, I think you're scamming me. This, the, the government would not call me uh, through a representative to tell me that I had committed a tax crime, they would send me a letter. I'm fairly certain of that. Or there'd be papers that would be serving, being served to me. So uh, when I said that, he quickly hung up the phone and ended the call. But just to be sure, I called the tax office and told them that I had received this phone call and they assured me that they would never make a phone call to deliver news like that. It would always come by letter. 
So I want you to know that if you're getting calls like that, uh, that uh, they strike at the heart of, well, for me, one of my biggest fears is that I've done something wrong, I haven't followed the rules, I've made a massive mistake, uh, and inadvertently caused harm or, or committed a crime. Uh, it's not really something I walk around worrying about all day long, but I noticed that when the news came, it it did activate a great deep fear in me, some fear of being wrong, fear of being bad, fear of not following the rules. And um, it would be easy to get caught up in that fear in that moment on that phone call. But my better judgment came on board. My brain kind of kicked in um, and said, this is not the kind of news one would receive over the phone. So I know that all of you who are listening to me already intellectually know this, but since I just had the experience this morning, I thought I'd share it with you as a reminder. Um, just keep your head about you, uh, keep your feet firmly planted on the ground, and and question things that don't feel right. Don't believe the, the first thing you hear when you receive a phone call like that. Okay, so that's my noticing on that. And I have another noticing that I want to share. And this one is very much in my awareness these days. I was with my older son the other day, and we had been at a soccer tournament all day long, so we decided to stop at a popular fast food place to get an ice cream sundae on the way home. Uh, fast food isn't normally my thing, but sometimes when you're out and about, you do what you have to do, and both of us were craving an ice cream. So in we went. And there was quite a long lineup in this particular establishment. And what I noticed while I was standing in line is that everybody had their heads down looking at their devices. And um, I started to think about what is this doing to our evolution as human beings? I mean, our yeah, there's lots of things we can say about our health, um, our mental evolution, our attention span, and 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 their, uh, our presence, whether we're not as present anymore with other humans. But the thing that was alarming me at that moment was, what is the impact on our physical self, the evolution of our physical self? And as I observed everybody around me, and I'm, I'm serious, every single person had their head down. I, I started to see this pattern of humans walking around with their heads sort of tilted forward at a 45 to, um, let's say, 85 degree incline down and I had this uh, picture in mind oh I'm trying to remember the movie I think it was Wally -E, the movie where the computers go up to this other planet and they find where the humans are and humans have uh, left the earth and are now living on this other planet and they've forgotten how to walk because the technology evolved to the point where they didn't need to walk anymore and they actually couldn't walk well, I'm wondering if something like that is going to happen to our heads, um, where we can't hold our heads up straight and we maybe start hunching over and walking. Um, what is the impact on our spine going to be over time? And what is the impact on our brain going to be just by virtue of this? Um, I don't know, must be pinching some blood flow or constricting something. So I'm no doctor, but I am an observer of humans. And so I began to think about sharing this with you in a um, quest to remedy this, like, let's stop doing that. And then I decided that before I start asking anybody else to change, I have to be the change that I want to see in the world. 
And so I noticed myself. I began to observe myself over the few days between that incident and today. And what I've noticed is that I, too, walk with my head down. I, uh, I walk with my head down a lot, whether I'm looking at my phone or not. But my goodness, am I ever addicted to my phone. And it's um, alarming to me to notice how frequently I check it. It's upsetting to me that I might be doing damage to my spine and my neck and my body, um, and not to mention all the other impacts that this addiction to the devices has. keeps me from being present with my family. It keeps me from being present with myself. It's taking my attention away from what's right in front of me to other things like how many emails did I get, and it makes me answer emails reflexively, quickly, without allowing any time for the question to, to make its way into me before I provide an answer. Anyway, I, I'm quite alarmed as I watch myself. And I wanted to share this with you so that you could start paying attention to yourself too. If this is something that concerns you, then I think there's, there are a lot of impacts that this addiction to the devices is having on us and none of them seem to be very good. So my resolve is to spend more time with my head up, to uh, spend time outside walking without looking at the phone. Um, I can have it with me. These phones have all sorts of features so that you can have them ring when something happens. So if you must answer every email when it comes in, and even that I find questionable, then at least you can be alerted to an email when it arrives so you don't have to be constantly looking down at that phone to see what's happening. But the bigger picture for me is, uh, what, would it, what would it be like? The bigger question is, what would it be like if I actually allowed myself to be present with what humans are around me, what circumstances are around me uh, that are not related to the phone, and to look up and to observe my surroundings and see the people that I'm walking past when I go for my daily walk and make eye contact with them and say good morning. I think it's going to help me on many fronts, but the thing that I really wanted to bring home to you is I'm noticing people walking around with their heads down, myself included, and I don't think that is good for us. So please pay attention, and if you feel alarmed about that as I do, then stop. Stop doing it. Lift up your chin, look around, take in your surroundings, and put the phone away for a few minutes if you can. That's my, my invitation to you, and um, I'm sort of beseeching you to do that as I beseech myself to do the same. Okay, enough of Shamin's lecture for today. Let's spend a few minutes just breathing together, and then we'll launch into our topic of authenticity, what is it, and how do I get some? And I have to say, before we begin our, our breathing few minutes of breathing together that I've been being authentic all along. So it's not like the topic starts after we breathe. Um, we're all broadcasting exactly who we are all the time. So with that, let your feet be uncrossed and flat on the floor. Take the palms of your hands and place them on the tops of your thighs between your knee and your middle of your thigh, or wherever it feels comfortable to rest your hands. Sit in an upright and dignified posture. 
And gently bring your eyes to a close if you feel comfortable with that. And let's just bring our awareness for a few moments to the breath. Breathing in and breathing out. And just bring your attention and awareness to your breath. You might be breathing in through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. There's no right or wrong way to do this. And just notice what it's like to sit. Maybe bring your awareness a little bit lower in your body than you normally do. Many of us walk around with our heads ruling the game, thinking things through, figuring things out, logic, ration, rational thought, relying on those gifts. This is a moment to allow your awareness to go deeper into your body, to tap into and come into relationship with the sources of wisdom that lie in the deeper places, like the heart. Just see for a moment if as you're sitting, resting, breathing, listening to my voice, if you can bring your awareness to your heart, almost like there's a eye inside your body that you're now going to allow to travel down, down through the head and neck, down into your heart. So it can just take a look there. We call this the mind's eye. So you don't have to move your eyes, but if there was a part of you that could just see inside your body from the inside out, take that part of you and let it look at your heart. Good. And just notice what it's like to hang out here with the mind's eye on the heart or the awareness in the heart in that location in your body, kind of middle of chest. Just breathe for a moment. Good. And if that was easy for you, see if you can take your awareness and drop it even deeper, maybe down into your upper belly, sort of between the at the bottom of the rib cage and the belly button, somewhere in that vicinity. And just let your awareness or that mind's eye slowly travel down. Just notice, what does it feel like here? Can I even tap into this part of myself? If it helps to take your hand and just gently place it in that area, then do that. Good. And if that was easy for you, or you want to challenge yourself, then take your awareness and see if you can drop it down into the belly. Right there, between, below the belly button. Between the belly button and where your body rests on the chair. Let's see if you can take your awareness down there into the belly. Notice what happens, what it feels like. 
Is it frightening to move so far away from your head? Or is this easy for you or something else? And just notice. We're working on self-awareness here. I've been talking with you in the past weeks about self-awareness, about how important I think it is. And while we can get really good at watching what's happening around us, outside of ourselves, it's a whole other matter to notice what's happening inside. So this is a fun little practice that you can spend a few minutes on at the beginning of each day if you like, to just help you get a sense of, um, how do I feel right now? What is it like inside my body right now? And you might be wondering, what does this have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with everything. It has everything to do with learning to be aware of yourself. When my children were young, I used to ask them when they said they were full. I wanted to see, are they full because they'd rather go play? Or are they full because they've really had enough to eat? And I would ask them, check in with your belly and see if you actually are full. And I've taught them this skill, I guess, of checking in with themselves in this deeper place. So you can teach yourself this too, if you practice. Good. And just now we'll bring this little part of our time together to a close. So wiggling your toes and your fingers and just starting to move your body a little bit as we come out of this experience of sitting and breathing and dropping into our bodies together. And maybe stretching your arms overhead as you gently open your eyes. Come back to the conversation, back into your office or your chair or wherever you happen to be right now. Hopefully you were not driving in your car while we were doing that. If you want to do these, um, these experiences of sitting and breathing, I suggest you not be driving or operating any heavy machinery during that time. So good. So we're about to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about authenticity. What is it and how do I get some? On Stories from the Heart of Leadership, this is Shamin Sadiq. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. to stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send Shamin an email her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. that's s-h-a-h-m-e-e-n at a-n-j-a-l-i leadership.com now back to stories from the heart of leadership welcome back to stories from the heart of leadership I'm your host Shamin Sadik. And we are talking this week about authenticity. What is it and how do I get some? I always forget to give you the number to call in and then I wonder why nobody ever calls. So here's the number. If you'd like to join the conversation, please do so. It's 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you want to join me and talk about authenticity what it is and how to get some, then pick up your phone and give me a call. Kevin is standing by and he will uh, connect us when you do call. So one of the buzzwords in the corporate world or the leadership world that I spend a lot of my time in these past years is authenticity. And I think it's a very interesting word. Um, I've taught programs on authenticity. We have a program at the Leadership Circle called, called the Authentic Leader Workshop, which I facilitate and lead and integrate into the work that I do with leaders all the time. Last week, I was asked to write something to describe an offer that I was making, an offer to come and do some work. So... Uh, I, I was in a bit of a hurry. I had a lot going on. I was still trying to get back on track after setting so many things to the side earlier this year when my grandmother was ill. And st- so I was just in a bit of a, a rush. And I thought, you know, I've done this before. Um, let me see if I have something that's written that I wrote before that I could use. So I went into my computer and started searching and I found something that I hadn't written myself, but I had co-written with two of my colleagues. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. So I sent that to the person who was asking me. Uh, and um, I thought, this is, this is great. I couldn't write anything better than this. This is awesome. And I, I, I did a little bit of research to find out because I couldn't remember, did I actually write it? Who wrote it? It didn't exactly sound like me. But I agreed with everything it said, and I thought it was beautifully written. So one of my colleagues reminded me that the three of us worked on it together. And uh, so I sent it off to this person who had asked for something. And um, what I got back was, essentially, this doesn't sound like you. Um, The feedback was, Shamin, what you've sent does not sound like you. 
So I laughed at myself and I said, wow, look at me thinking that, um, well, thinking a whole bunch of things, but the main thing that came up for me was I had told myself I couldn't write anything better than what I had sent. And what I realized was um, it's not really a matter of better or worse, but I could have written my authentic version of what I was trying to say. So this is um, my first example is an example of me using something that isn't my own languaging. I had a hand in creating it, but ultimately it didn't sound like me. Um, and while I align with it and I agree with everything it says and I, I work in exactly the way that what I had written represented, it wasn't my authentic voice. So I tried again. So I wrote a second version, this time in my own voice. And if you want to see what I wrote, you can go to my website. That's AnjaliLeadership.com, A-N-J-A-L-I, Leadership.com. Go to the Events tab and click on Power Circles, and you can see what I wrote. Um, and the feedback that I got was, well, this is a bit different from what you've sent originally, but it still isn't what we're looking for. So I thought about it for a while and I said, you know, there are probably many ways of saying the same thing. There are probably many ways to be authentic. And one way is to, is to speak in a certain way. One way is an, another way is to speak in a more business-oriented way, for example. So while I had written something, and if you're on the website looking at it now, you'll see what I've written is, is written really from my heart. Uh, it really is about what, what I believe about my work and how I would like to work with others when I'm mentoring them. And it's very, very uh, heartfelt. But it doesn't have um, a strong kind of rational, linear, business-oriented languaging or context to it. It's a bit softer than what this person was looking for. And so I noticed in myself that I have a tendency to receive feedback like that and then think, oh, I must be wrong. I must have done something wrong. Uh, what I wrote isn't good enough, and now I need to write something else. But what I, what I quickly came to is that I'm not wrong. I just need to be able to say what I want to say in a number of different ways. And all of those different ways can be authentic. They d one does not have to negate the other. And so I, I wrote a third version, um, which uh, the person liked a bit better. And then we came to an agreement about how we were going to go forward in a way that was workable and acceptable to both of us. So it was a very good learning experience for me. It was a, a bit frustrating to hear, to have to redo something twice, uh, but it was also very, very helpful for me because what I was able to see is that I have an authentic message, but there are many different ways in which I can deliver it. So that was what got me thinking about this, this word and this concept and this practice and this quality of authenticity. But the thing that makes me laugh is... Although I can think of many different ways to say the same thing and I can message um, or craft a message that's going to meet different audiences where they are, that ultimately I'm okay with everything that I've said. Every version, even the one that I didn't write completely alone, I, I believe everything that I wrote. It is all an authentic expression of who I am, what I stand for, and, and what I'm up to. But there are many different ways to do that. So even in the 
in the journey of writing these three different versions, I was being authentic. I was my authentic self, which was, oh, look, my authentic self immediately goes to what can I do quickly that's already been written? Um, my authentic self laughs at herself when get, she gets feedback and says, look at me doing my thing here. I told myself nothing that I wrote could be better, but I could write something that's different. So I wrote something different. And that was an authentic act as well. And then I, um, and then I wrote the third version. So we can be authentic. We can practice authenticity. We can try to become more authentic, which is what all of these trainings that are out there are framed as. You know, become your uh, the most authentic leader that you can be. And my my invitation to you is to consider that two or more things can be true at the same time. And one of those things is you can be working on becoming more authentic, but you're always authentic nonetheless. You're always broadcasting who you are all the time. It's spilling out of you no matter how much you try to control it, change it, shape it, grow it up, or whatever. Where you are and who you are is what you are broadcasting all the time. And that, to me, is authenticity. Now, I can hold that these two things are true at the same time, that I, you're, you're all authentic as you are and so am I, uh, and that we can continue to examine ourselves, get better, if you like, quote-unquote, at being authentic by examining what are the things that we do out of habit, or because we've been trained in a certain way, or because in this workplace, this is how we do it, that are not authentic for us, that are not the way that we would do something or not an expression of our core values, of, we, of our core beliefs. What are we, um, so that is worth looking at. That is worth delving into. And that's what these trainings um, and these workshops that are about building more authenticity ought to be focusing on. So there's a um, uh, ground zero for me is we're all perfect just the way we are. We're all complete and enough and just the way we are, we are being our authentic selves. We are uh, doing what we do and offering ourselves and our work and our efforts in, a, in the way that we are and that's fine. And we can always get better. We can always be growing. We can always be examining and looking at ourselves and saying, what is it that I'm up to here that isn't quite aligned with who I really am? Where have I begun to believe that I have to be something other than who I really am? And we can pay attention to that. So what is it? Authenticity is you being yourself. I had an opportunity to speak to some people from a, um, a large company uh, that I would have loved to have done some work for. There's a lot of cachet associated with their brand and it would have been really fun and they've got some really uh, creative minds there because they do really awesome stuff. And I had a conversation with their, um, their folks who were looking for a consultant and they ultimately decided not to work with me. They chose to work with someone else. So um, my kids were disappointed because they were excited about this, the cachet of this company as well. And I said to them, but they didn't, they, they wanted, they needed someone who wasn't, you know, what I had to bring. They didn't want what I had to offer as much as they liked what someone else had to offer. So they went with that other person. 
And my son asked me, you know, could you have answered their questions better or differently and that would have made them choose you? Well, if I did that, if I became someone who I'm not for the sake of that conversation, then I wouldn't have been doing them or myself any good at all. Because if I have to pretend to be someone I'm not or answer questions in a way that I think someone wants me to answer them in order to get the job or to get the engagement or to have them like me or want me to come and work with them, um, that, that's not going to be sustainable in the long run because sooner or later I'm going to be myself again and that's not who they were looking for. Myself was not the right fit for that particular company. And so let's pause there for a moment and think about that. Um, what, we, what I might have been taught, well, what I was taught when I was younger was these are the right questions or the right answers to interview questions. This is what you're supposed to say. This is the answer that will make them want you. And I could have answered their questions that way, but that would not have me being authentic. So pause for a second and ask yourself, how do I do that? When do I give, quote unquote, the right answer when asked a question rather than the one that I know is true in my heart or in my gut or in my head even? Where where do I fail myself, let myself down or let myself off the hook because it would be too risky to be myself? Now, what was that risk for me? in this scenario was, if I was myself, they might not like me. They might not want me. They might choose someone else. Um, and I had to f- be willing to live with that. The, the, and the truth is, they didn't want me. They wanted someone else. And that's okay. What I needed to do was come into relationship with the part of me that knows that even if they don't want me, even if they didn't like my answers to their questions, even if at the end of the day they decided not to hire me for that particular engagement, it doesn't mean I'm less than, worse than, not good enough, not valuable, or not good at what I'm doing. It doesn't. And so I invite you to consider that for yourself. If that's a useful thing for you to think about, I want you to think about that. Where do you answer in a way that isn't aligned with who you really are because you're afraid. You're afraid that they might not like you. You might be rejected. You might end up alone. Um, Many of you, when I coach you, tell me you're afraid you're going to lose your job. But if your job depends on you being someone other than who you are, is it one that you really want anyway? Okay, I know there are economic and financial concerns that we all have, that are in play. So I'm not suggesting you should just go and leave your job, but I'm asking you to think deeply about um, this, this quality of authenticity. The part of authenticity that you can build is the part where you begin to get in touch with, well, what do I really think? What is my real response, true response to this answer? Not this question, not the, not the one that I'm supposed to give, not the company line, but what do I really believe about this? I work with leaders all over North America who are dying for their people to tell them what they really think, not to tell them what they think they want to hear. 
And I notice it with kids too. When I teach at the school, I notice that kids are always looking for, I, I can almost feel those wheels turning in their heads. So we learned this at a very early age. How should I answer this teacher? Because I play the role of teacher when I'm there. I mean, I'm not a teacher of kids, but I actually think they teach me more than I teach them. But when I'm in that role, working with them at school, I can feel them thinking in their heads, what is the answer she wants me to give? And let me give that answer. We reward kids for, for having the right answer. And that extends into our adulthood. And it's a very tricky thing then to dismantle that, to begin to consider that this whole thing about being right isn't necessarily um, going to be best for us. So think about that for yourself. Where out of fear do you show up and not be authentic? (laughs) Hide your authenticity, hide your real feelings because it wouldn't be politically correct or culturally acceptable or um, financially viable to say otherwise. And then the work is to challenge that, challenge that fear, and to begin to ask yourself, is it really true? Um, and, And if I did lose these people, people's respect or if I did lose my job, um, to delve into that question, ask yourself, what would be at risk if that's how it played out? And if you don't know what to do beyond that and you feel a little bit lost, that's when you call me and we start to have the conversation together so that we can find out what's underneath these concerns that have us acting and leading in ways that don't align with who we really are or what we really believe. Um, just for the sake of safety. And then we can start to disentangle them and say, okay, how much of this is actually true? Um, Like people do get fired, I suppose, for being insubordinate or disrespectful. But there's a way to speak your truth that is courageous and compassionate. And that doesn't usually end up with people getting turfed. So maybe we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Uh, We'll talk about what is authenticity, uh, what is it made up of, and delve a little bit more into some ways in which to uncover your truth and begin to offer it with courage and compassion. On the other side of this break, this is Shamin Sadiq, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This this is Shameen. We're back from the break. And before we continue with our topic of authenticity, what it is and how to get some, let's talk for a moment about some upcoming events that you might be interested in. I am teaching the Leadership Circle Profile Certification for Executive Coaches, Human Resources Professionals, uh, Organizational Development Professionals, and other Human Development Professionals. If you're interested in adding a suite of powerful assessments to your toolkit, then join me, uh, DC area, June 10th to 12th. Oh my goodness, that's next week. So if you want to join me there, you'd have to get um, get on board pretty quickly because you need to do your own 360 before you come to the session so that we can unpack the results together. Uh, December 9th to 11th, again in the D.C. area, and September 30th to October 2nd in Denver. So if you're um, more centrally located and Denver is a better location for you, then let's be together there for three days. That's what's coming up. And I'm hoping to have some public public offerings soon as well for you. Uh, Some of you have heard me talk about a program that I used to offer called Deeper Conversations. I think it's scared a few people away because of the title. It's a bit too deep. <laughs> it's a bit uh, uh, deeper than maybe people are accustomed to going and it's not sounding so appealing. Um, that program has evolved into something that I now call Power Circles. And I invited you earlier on the show to check out the listing, um, the explanation of Power Circles on my website that I plan to begin to offer some more public sessions again soon. So watch for that. I think there'll be something in uh, on the West Coast coming in the fall, and for sure something in the Toronto area, maybe in October or November as well. So keep your ears attuned for that. And if you want to make sure that you're in 
the know, then sign up for my e-newsletter. Go to AnjaliLeadership.com, that's A-N-J-A-L-I, Leadership.com, and right at the top of the page, you can uh, sign up to receive my free e-newsletter. Now, I don't write a newsletter very often because I've been speaking to you every week on the radio, and so I find that uh, I get my fill of of sharing what I have to say um, on this Monday afternoon show, but I do also write a newsletter from time to time, and in that newsletter come uh, a listing of all upcoming events and things that you can avail yourself of. As well, you'll get a weekly e-card about the show, so you'll you'll get some a reminder to your um, inbox on Mondays, on Fridays actually, and on Mondays, so that you'll know what the topic is, and then you can decide whether you want to listen live or whether you'd can be content to listen later on demand, because all you all you you know that all the shows are available for free on demand later on, so you can listen anytime you like. But I like it when you listen live. Because then I know that you're here and we're here together and we're in this together. And um, But whenever is convenient for you is good for me too. Okay, so go and sign up for the newsletter. And when you do, soon, if not already, you'll be able to also get a free download of a guided visualiz- visualization that I um, created and uh, love to share with my clients in- It is kind of like the meditation that we do at the beginning of the show, except it's a bit longer. So it's a 22-minute grounding visualization, and uh, people find it very relaxing, but also very empowering. So you'll be able to to get that for free when you sign up for the newsletter, if that's something that you're interested in. All right, enough of uh, the advertising. Let's talk a little bit more about authenticity before we bring our conversation to a close. So before the break, we were talking about authenticity and getting better at being authentic while knowing that we're all authentic all the time. We can't help but be ourselves all the time. And who are we and what do we really care about is something that sometimes we're not so clear about. Now, I can only speak for myself here, um, but there are many times when I feel something isn't quite right but I can't really put my finger on what it is. And because I don't know exactly what it is that's bothering me, I sometimes hesitate to say anything live and in the moment. I thought I'd give you an example of how you can build um, more self-awareness, I guess. Um, I was going to say more authenticity, but I I feel like it's a bit of a funny word to use in this regard. But how to build self-awareness so that when those moments come up, When you feel like something isn't quite right or you kind of disagree or you're not completely 100% in and you're not quite sure why, what we need to do is be able to tap into um, what is it that I really feel about this situation. Now, sometimes there are layers of this that take a little bit of time and skill and skillful guidance actually to uncover. That's when you call me. And um, myself or one of my team members will work with you to help you uncover this, uh, what, what, what do I really care about? What's really going on for me here? Why am I feeling uncomfortable? That is a deeper conversation, and that's actually what I specialize in. So I'm not going to try and pretend anything otherwise. Um, if you want to uh, get a deeper look at what's going on in your inner operating system, that computer that runs you, Come to me, and we'll we'll help help you find it. So here's an example of um, a time when this kind of played out for me at work. 
I'm always giving you personal examples. I thought today I'd go with a work example. So um, I was working with an organization and the leader of this, I was, I am part of an organization and the leader of this organization um, asked me to do some work. So we worked with a client together and we, we created this wonderful thing that we offered to this client. And then, and then there was year two of this project. And for some reason I didn't get asked to participate and I didn't know why I hadn't been asked. Um, but I made up a lot of stories about why I hadn't been asked and I, uh, it took me a year or maybe 10 months <laughs> uh, to be brave enough to, to find out what had really happened. But I'll talk about what happened before I was brave enough to ask because this is, this is how you can build authenticity and self-awareness. If you're looking for the how, here's how. I needed to understand what was the story that I was telling myself. And the story I was telling myself was that I got dropped because obviously I wasn't good enough. I must have done a really bad job. Um, I must, in this leader's view, be not very good, um, be ineffective, and I must have done something wrong, and this is why I got dropped. So I walked around for a few months feeling really bad. Now, the funny thing is that all of the evidence was to the contrary. The client loved me. They loved the work that we did. I got numerous acknowledgments uh, and feedback from the participants of how powerful the time was together. But I do have a certain style that is a bit deeper, that isn't so rational and pragmatic all the time. And so I'm aware of that. It's who I am. It's my authentic offer uh, is that, that I like to be in these deeper conversations. And I thought that perhaps that was what was the problem, was that this uh, my leader had decided that I was too deep or uh, you know, not business-like enough and not pragmatic enough and so had dropped me. So I walked around feeling bad, feeling like I wasn't very valuable, um, feeling sad that I'd been dropped, feeling resentful that I'd been dropped. And um, one day I was talking with somebody else about this experience and what had happened and I told him, you know, I've been dropped. And my friend said to me, um, what if you knew the truth about yourself? And I said, what do you mean? He said, the truth is you're not droppable. You're actually not droppable. The only one who can drop you is you. And then I had numerous versions of that conversation after that with various other people in my life. I had it with my energy therapist. I had it with my other coaching colleagues. And everyone said to me, you know, the only person who can drop you is you. So I decided that I was not going to drop myself. And I had an opportunity to be in person with this leader, my leader, and I decided to ask him straight out what had happened. Now, this is the part where I had to do some, <laughs> I had to do work through the whole thing. But this is the part that was hardest for me because I don't like confrontation. I'm not really a big fan of going to someone and demanding to know what had happened. And for those of you who have tried that and had it sort of backfire, coming back to what we talked about earlier in this show, we talked about how people are afraid sometimes that if they speak up, they'll get shot down, they'll lose their job, they'll be fired, they'll be rejected, they'll be sent away. And I'm afraid of that too. And so um, uh, the truth is, though, it's not what you say that gets you shot down as much as how you say it. And so I had to work on two things that I think comprise um, authenticity, and that is courage and compassion. 
So I had to work on the courage to confront this person in the first place. And it took me 10 months to get my courage up. And this was only a couple of years ago. So uh, it, it, we're all working on ourselves all the time here. We're all growing all the time. I had to, then I had to find the compassion to say to myself, it's possible that this person didn't drop me because I'm bad. It's possible that this person dropped me for some other reason. And when I was able to confront him with courage and compassion, and I'm using the word confront intentionally because it was a confrontation, but I didn't have to mow him down with a machine gun when I confronted him. What I did was I sat with him and I said, I feel like I got dropped. What happened? And he said to me, you're right, I did drop you. And he said, I don't know why. And I realized that, okay, so you can have judgment about a leader not knowing why they did something, but we're all human here. But what I realized was the thing that was most painful about this 10-month period was the story I told myself about this, which was that I was bad, not good enough, too soft, too deep, uh, not business-like enough, when really what had happened was something else. I still don't know what, and it doesn't really matter. The point is we had the conversation, and what that conversation did, contrary to what some of us are afraid of, many of us are afraid of, is it brought us closer together. It brought us into a better relationship. It brought us to the point now where we can go for months without speaking to each other, and when we come back together and see each other, it's like not a day has passed, and the depth and the connection um, and the strength of our relationship is strong. And I can work with him on any project that he's got going on at any time. And he can work with me on mine as well. And we're there together. We're strong, we're aligned, we're committed, and we're working in service of something that we both care about. That is what came out of my um, willingness to try <laughs> to confront or to be authentic uh, about something that was going on with me. So there's an example of how. What you need to do is to build the awareness. What is it that's really bothering me? What is it that is my truth? What is it that I really want to say here? And then to offer that truth, your truth. It's not the truth. It's just your perspective, really. But to offer that perspective or that question or that inquiry or that statement or that opinion with courage and compassion. The courage to speak it, the compassion to um, remember that no matter what happens, you're still good, you're still enough, you're still valuable just as you are, and so is that other person. So I've left you with a lot to think about, I hope, uh, um, or nothing maybe to think about. Maybe you do this all the time and this is nothing new for you. But for me, it's been a revelation and a journey and it continues. And I continue to, to look at um, both how I am myself at any given moment and also how I can continue to deepen my awareness of who I am and what I stand for in any given moment. And then to have the courage to talk about it, which I do here on the show every week. I invite you to take these, these questions, these invitations, and these inquiries that I've raised over this time that we've spent together, to take them away with you and see what meaning or what, um, what simmering they do within you. And then send me an email, if you like, and tell me what you noticed. My email address is shameen, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at anjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J. A-L-I, 
leadership.com. Let these questions and invitations simmer in the pot and then join me again next week where we'll talk about another aspect of becoming who you really are and we'll delve deeply into that together. Thanks so much for listening. It was great to be with you and I look forward to next time. Take good care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. We'll be right back.